It's Saturday the 25th of March. I'm Kira Revens and this was a week that saw the eviction ban drama continue. The DUP say no to the Windsor framework, TikTok in hot water and Ted Lasso in the White House. Grab a cob or something hot. Put up your feet and get up to speed on the seven biggest stories of the week. This is the Standout 7 from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. It's news but not the news. It was another week of rows over the plan to lift the eviction ban. Tuesday saw Sinn Féin propose a motion to compel the government to keep the moratorium in place until January 2024. And leader Mary Lou Macdonald said the government failed to act in the time it had and now things are getting worse. Homes to rent are at an all-time low. Rents at an all-time high. Housing supply is too slow. Housing prices are through the roof. We have record homelessness and emergency accommodation is full in many areas. And now your decision to lift the eviction ban throws renters to the wolves. Defending the decision, Theta Gleavaragar was clear that there's no intent from the government side to change their minds. As he spoke about the issues the ban has caused in the property market, he was happy to defend the government's actions while the ban was in place. It gave uh, tenants facing are receiving notice of termination, a few more months to find an alternative accommodation. They gave the government time to act and we did act. In the end, the government won the votes, although Green Party TD Nasa Harrigan abstained from two votes and voted against the government motion. She has since been suspended from the party. But with support from the regional independent group, the government comfortably won. But independent TD Sean Canney now wants to see action on the housing crisis. There's no point in us shouting back and over the doll chamber, giving out about what's not done are sorting out issues politically. We need to make sure that the problem we have, the crisis we have, the emergency we have is sorted. Even after Sinn Féin's attempt to halt the lifting of the eviction ban was defeated, the looming deadline of April 1st was still on everyone's mind in Dáil Éireann on Thursday. Sinn Féin have tabled a new bill to extend the eviction ban and finance spokesman Pierce Doherty was scathing in his criticism of the government's refusal to shift course. You took a cold, a cruel, heartless and calculated decision to make more citizens homeless. Labour leader Ivana Bacic warned the government that they'll table a motion of no confidence for next week. And with NASA Howergan of the Green Party already suspended, it seems that the coalition may start to crack under the pressure. Theta Gleavaragar was in Brussels for an EU leaders meeting, but he says if deals need to be done to keep the coalition in power, he's ready to talk. But as is always the case, uh, when there's a motion of confidence in the government or the minister, uh, we would talk to like-minded independents who uh, don't want an election next week or in three weeks' time. Independent TD Verona Murphy was getting very passionate about the ban in the chamber, warning that if the return of evictions impact people in her constituency, she'll be taking radical action. If I have one homeless child in Wexford, one child that isn't accommodated, I'll be bringing it here and it'll be sitting in the Cowncorla's lap. It was a move that surprised absolutely no one when the DUP came out against the Windsor framework this week. On Monday afternoon, DUP leader Geoffrey Donaldson said his party's MPs will vote against the central part of the British government's proposed new trade deal with the EU. The storm and break is a crucial element of the deal and would allow Britain to stop new EU laws from applying to goods in Northern Ireland if requested to do so by a third of Stormont MLAs. Donaldson said that the DUP has been proved right in the past and that the Windsor framework will just not work for Northern Ireland. We need to get this right. That's what we're working towards and we need to ensure that the measures proposed in the Windsor framework work for Northern Ireland and at the moment 
we believe that what is there is not sufficient to meet the concerns that we have raised. Despite the DUP opposition and grumbling from the hardcore Brexit ERG group of Tory MPs, UK PM Rishi Sunak's new Brexit deal for Northern Ireland was passed by MPs in the House of Commons. Ex-PMs Boris Johnson and Liz Truss were among a small handful of Tory rebels voting against the agreement, but it was passed by 515 votes to 29. Northern Ireland Secretary Chris Heaton-Harris was happy with the deal and he says that the majority in Northern Ireland feel the same way. We are maintaining, it's basically 3% of EU law in Northern Ireland, which is the bare minimum to maintain Northern Ireland's access to the single market, which just about every business I've spoken to in Northern Ireland is delighted to be maintaining. Tory rebel Jacob Rees-Moggs was busy having a grumble about the vote, but the best he could do was to throw some Labour Party Brexit shade. The Labour Party is on side. And that's very interesting because the Labour Party has always been weak on Brexit, has never wanted a proper Brexit. Uh, Keir Starmer always wanted a second referendum, did everything he could to stop it. So once you see the Labour Party supporting it, you have to wonder if it's as good as it's cracked up to be. It was a busy week for Russian President Vladimir Putin and it started with an arrest warrant from the International Criminal Court for alleged war crimes. The intergovernmental group based at The Hague accused him of being responsible for the abduction of children from Ukraine. The ICC President Judge Peter Hofmansky made the announcement. The International Criminal Court has issued two warrants of arrest in the Ukraine situation. For Vladimir Putin, President of the Russian Federation and for Maria Vovabelova, Commissioner of the Russian President for Children's Rights, for the alleged war crimes of deportation of children from Ukrainian-occupied territories into the Russian Federation. And China's leader Xi Jinping arrived in Moscow for a three-day visit with the aim of strengthening bonds between the two countries and to discuss China's 12-point plan for peace in Ukraine. Spokesperson Wang Wenbin says that it's time for a peaceful settlement. It is China's consistent belief that dialogue and negotiation is the fundamental way to solve the Ukraine crisis and that the international community should play a constructive part in the peaceful settlement of the crisis and do more things that are conducive to promoting peace talks. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, who isn't a fan of either superpower, says Russia's talk of peace has no value and any ceasefire is just designed to give Vlad's troops a break. The world should not be fooled by any tactical move by Russia. Such a move would violate the UN Charter and defy the will of 141 countries who have condemned Russia's war in the United Nations General Assembly. Their joint press conference saw Xi Jinping declare that his country is impartial over the war in Ukraine, while Putin claimed that the West has no interest in an end to the fighting. NATO chief Jens Stolenberg says there's a pattern of the pair building a stronger partnership. Of course, the meeting um, that takes place in Moscow is part of a pattern we have seen uh, over the last years, where China and Russia are coming closer and closer. In the military domain, they have uh, joint exercises, joint patrols, naval and air patrols, uh, in the economic domain and also in the political and diplomatic uh, domain. Meanwhile, Ukrainian President Zelensky was busy visiting his troops on the front line in Bakhmut where he met wounded soldiers and handed out medals. The most important thing is victory. After the victory, we will definitely visit everything. You have such a difficult fate, but it is so important to protect our historic land, to return everything to Ukraine for our children. I am very grateful to everyone who protects us.
In the UK, the Bank of England was quick to reassure depositors on Monday that there was no cause for concern with the UK banking system. That totally normal news followed a weekend where the Swiss government arranged a hurried rescue of the giant Credit Suisse as worries continued around the banking sector. It all started with the collapse of two US banks who dabbled heavily in the tech sector, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. Their difficulties sparked alarm and flashbacks to the 2008 financial collapse, but this time regulators moved quickly, pushing the troubled Swiss bank into the arms of UBS. Marlon Amstad, Switzerland's financial markets regulator, spoke on Monday to absolutely, definitely reassure nervous investors that the Credit Suisse swoop was not a bailout. I have to state that very clearly. This is no bailout. This is a commercial solution because UBS is taking over Credit Suisse. We really wanted to avoid a bailout for different reasons. Definitely not a bailout then, but the swift action doesn't seem to have calmed the markets. And President of the Swiss Confederation, Alan Barset, says that the strong coordinated action by the Swiss Central Bank and regulators should solve the issue. The Federal Council welcomes this takeover and is supporting it by guaranteeing the framework conditions necessary for its success. Still to come on the standout Seven Island edition, Ted Lasso turns up at the White House and TikTok faces a ban. Right after this. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Welcome back. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken has been testifying on Capitol Hill about his country's foreign policy priorities following Chinese President Xi's visit to Moscow earlier this week. He says that Beijing will be closely monitoring how the world responds to Russia's aggression in Ukraine and that they could have the ability to invade Taiwan by 2027. Questioning Blinken, U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham says it's time to take a tougher stance against Russia. I think now is the time, Mr. Secretary, to label Russia state-sponsored terrorism, because they are, 
Meanwhile, Ukrainian President Zelensky paid a visit to Kherson on Thursday, a region which has been heavily targeted by Russian attacks. He says he's hopeful that the area will be restored. I think we will be rebuilding everything here very quickly. Our first task is the electricity, and I've been told that drinking water is being provided several times a week. And this is the most important thing. There will be victory. We know. We're sure there will be. Later, he also addressed the EU leaders' spring summit, where Leo Varadkar and other European leaders also heard from UN chief Antonio Guterres. Afterwards, Othetic was happy to defend Ireland's part in a new €2 billion defence package for Ukraine, which will see up to 1 million artillery shells provided for the Ukrainian army. We know from our history, from what happened in the 1930s and 1940s, um, what happens if you continue with an appeasement policy that's failing. And people often ask the question, uh, where will Putin stop? Putin will stop where we stop him. And that's become clear. It's been a brutal time for the LGBTQ plus community around the world with anti-trans rhetoric growing and many US states introducing new legislation to outlaw gender affirming treatment. Now in Uganda, people who identify as gay risk life in prison as their government passes a new bill to crack down on homosexual activities. While homosexual acts are already illegal, Uganda's parliament has now made it a crime to even identify as LGBTQ plus. It's been widely condemned by human rights groups worldwide, but Ugandan official Musa Ekwaru was very clear on his government's intent. We are making this law for our children and once it passed, I can tell you, Madam Speaker, we are going to reinforce the law enforcement officers to make sure that homosexuals have no space in Uganda. Joe Biden has had some interesting visitors to the White House over the last couple of years. Olivia Rodrigo, BTS, John Legend and many more. It makes a change from the Trump days of Kid Rock and uh, Kanye West. Monday saw the cast of Ted Lasso take over the briefing room, coincidentally as their third season dropped. But the main cause of their visit was the chance to speak up for mental health. Take it away, Ted. I mean, Jason. So like, no matter who you are, no matter where you live, no matter uh, who you voted for, we all probably, I assume, we all know someone who has, uh, or have been that someone ourselves actually, that's struggled, that's felt isolated, that's felt anxious, that has felt alone, right? And it's actually one of the many things that, that, uh, believe it or not, that we all have in common as human beings, right? You've been listening to the Smart 7 Ireland edition. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Hit the follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes and we'll give you the world. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.